The following episode may contain language that is not suitable for certain listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Cells and Circuits podcast. I am your host, Chibeze Anakor, and on this special Black History Month episode, we're going to talk about black people in animation to watch, then after that we'll get into tech companies founded by black people, and then after that we'll get into games with black representation. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, so first up, we're going to talk about black people in animation to watch. And in this segment, I'm going to talk about the black people who work in the animation industry who I think you should look out for on your radar in the coming weeks, months, maybe years. But with that being said, let's get right into it. So first up, we're going to talk about Frank Abney. And for those of you who don't know who Frank Abney is, he is a former Pixar animator who worked on the Disney Plus original movie, Soul. And outside of Disney, he worked on an independent short that released on Netflix earlier that same month that Soul released called Canvas. So he released that short on Netflix And it's such a great short. It's nine minutes, so it's not going to take up much of your time. But it definitely deals with things like losing interest in your passion and trying to find it again after especially a tragic loss. So that's basically the theme of that short. And then, of course, Soul, well, if you haven't watched it already, is what what happens or what happens to your soul before your life, during your life, and after your life. I mean, both of those animated properties are pretty great. So highly recommend you check out Soul on Disney+, and I recommend that you check out Canvas on Netflix, and look out for Frank Abney in future work because I think that he's definitely someone who I'm going to be keeping an eye on because he had a hand in some pretty high quality work so far. So definitely keep an eye out for him. But yeah, next up we have Ian Jones Cordy. So Ian Jones Cordy, he worked on Steven Universe and Fun fact, he's actually married to the creator of Steven Universe, Rebecca Sugar. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, for those of you who didn't know that, but I'm assuming a lot of you do. But if there are any people listening who didn't, there you go. Also, he created OKKO Let's Be Heroes. And honestly, that was a show that I felt was canceled way too soon. Honestly, I still think it should be going on today, but unfortunately, that's not the case. But if you live here in the U.S., you can watch it on HBO Max, so there's at least that bit of a consolation prize. But yeah, I do 
Miss OKKO, Let's Be Heroes. And Ian Jones Cordy is Ghanaian American, which I didn't know. But upon researching for this episode, I ended up finding out. So I thought that was a pretty interesting tidbit. And yeah, I mean, it's great to see a lot of... Well, not just African-Americans in animation, but also Africans in animation. Because, like I said, I don't know if it was a previous episode or two episodes ago, but a lot of African parents may discourage their children to pursue careers in artistic fields. So it's great to see Africans in animation. I think that's awesome. But yeah, that's Ian Jones Cordy. Now that he's pretty much a free agent who knows what he could be working on next so i'm definitely going to look forward to whatever he does do next and yeah i suggest you do too and then next up we have don richard i don't know if i pronounced your last name correctly and i'm sorry if i did not but don richard is a musician actress and animator i mean but she's not limited to just those three things she's also a fashion designer entrepreneur and so many other things like she has her hands in quite a lot of stuff so she's very multi-talented and is obviously a very hard-working woman but she partnered with adult swim to help black creators create new network bumps, music videos, social content, and the interesting part of the Adult Swim deal that she had struck last year that caught my eye was that she also is helping Black creators pitch new series for Adult Swim. And with the Warner Media Upfront coming in May, I think we may see some of the results of that. So keep an eye out for the Warner Media Upfront in May. And also keep an eye out on Don Richard. Check out her music if you haven't already. I will probably leave links in the show notes for you to do that. But yeah, I mean... Don Richard, definitely someone to watch in the animation space, as well as all of the black creators that she's using her platform to bring up as well. So much kudos to her for doing that. I think that's really awesome. Next up, we have Zeno Robinson, who, for those of you who don't know, he's a voice actor who has done a lot of pretty awesome roles in recent years. Like, for example, just to name a few, he was the voice of J-Pac on the 2020 Animaniacs reboot. He was the voice of Genya on Demon Slayer. He was the voice of Victor Stone, or Cyborg, in Young Justice. And then, last but not least that I'm going to mention, and something he actually won a Crunchyroll Anime Award for recently at the time of this recording. So if you've watched any of the recent season of My Hero Academia or the movie My Hero Academia Heroes Rising, you could hear him as Hawks, both the TV show and the movie. So I think that's 
pretty awesome. I'm very much looking forward to hearing what he does next. Awesome voice actor. Highly recommend you check out his work. And yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone to look out for. But while we're on the topic of voice actors, we have another one. And her name is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but here goes. Anairis Quinones, which if I butchered that name, I am so sorry. She is a voice actor who voiced quite a few popular roles. For example, she was the gym leader Nessa in the Pokemon Twilight Wings shorts. She also was the voice of Mirko, the rabbit hero in My Hero Academia, and most recently, she voiced Yelena, or is it Yelena, in the most recent season of Attack on Titan. So definitely recommend that you check her work out, and she is someone who I would look out for in the animation space if I were you. Um, just saying. I'm very interested in hearing what she has next in the pipeline. And then last but not least, I want to end this segment talking about one of the most influential black people in the animation industry. And that, of course, is LaShawn Thomas. So LaShawn Thomas is a writer, director, and producer who has worked on shows like The Boondocks and Black Dynamite, where he was a producer on both of those shows and I'm sure wrote some episodes and maybe even directed some episodes of both of those shows. But he also was a showrunner for the following three anime properties that I'm going to mention. And those are Children of Ether, which is a Crunchyroll short that streamed on Crunchyroll a few years back. And then also he directed Cannon Busters, which released on Netflix in 2019. And then he's going to be the creator and the director of the upcoming Netflix anime, Yasuke, which if you listen to my most anticipated animation of 2021 segment towards the beginning of this year, you would know that it's probably my most anticipated anime of the year. So I'm highly looking forward to Yasuke. And if you haven't checked out Children of Ether or Cannon Busters, please go check those out. Children of Ether is on Crunchyroll and Cannon Busters is on Netflix. So highly recommend you check those out as well as of course, the Boondocks and Black Dynamite, both of which are on HBO Max. So highly recommend checking out LaShawn Thomas's work and keep an eye out for Yasuke, which is coming later this year to Netflix. But yeah, that's going to do it for this segment. Let me know what you think of any of the creators who I had mentioned in this segment. Are there any other black creators that you want to give a shout out to, do let me know on social media or on Discord and we can continue the conversation there. I'll have links to where you can do that in the show notes 
right below that subscribe or follow button depending on which platform you're on and that is going to do it for this topic up next we'll get into tech companies founded by black people and then after that we'll get into games with black representation the cells and circuits podcast will be right back this episode is sponsored by anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain first it's free so i mean doesn't get any cheaper than that second there are creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer I'm editing this podcast from a Chromebook using the web, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, If I can do it, you can certainly do it. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more services. So you don't have to go to each individual podcast service and distribute it yourself. It automatically does that for you. So that's pretty awesome. Fourth, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, I mean, that's a pretty good way to make some money. Um, And then last but not least, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app for iOS or Android, or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started, or download the app for iOS or Android today. This episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. It provides podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add the Cells and Circuits podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application, which really helps out the show. Hey, Cells and Circuits listeners. Did you know that we now have a merch store? It's true. In partnership with Bonfire, we've launched the Cells and Circuits shop where you can find t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. So hit the link in the show notes to visit the Cells and Circuits shop and start getting your merch today. It really does help out the show. Thanks for your support. And now, back to the show. All right. So next up, we're going to be talking about tech companies founded by black people. So in this segment, I have five tech companies that I was researching to try and let you guys know about that were all founded by black people and definitely let me know if you use any of these companies yourself so let's get into it first up we have play versus 
and Play Versus is the official Scholastic High School and College Esports League dedicated to inclusivity, teamwork, and sportsmanship. So Play Versus was founded by Delane Parnell. And I think that their mission is really inspiring as someone who definitely would like to see one more black people in esports but two more black people in gaming in general it is nice to see that there's someone who's actually working in the industry to bring people into the world of esports and while trying to be inclusive about it as well, because the gaming community is not very inclusive, I'll say that much. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. And I definitely look forward to the day where every high school has their own esports league. But that day will come. It may just not be for a few years or decades. We'll see. All right, so next up we have Black Girls Code, which was founded by Kimberly Bryant, who is still the CEO of the company. And Black Girls Code, as the name implies, has a mission to increase the number of women of color in the digital space by empowering girls of color ages 7 to 17 to become innovators in STEM fields leaders in their communities, and builders of their own futures through exposure to computer science and technology. And I think that that's a really awesome mission, and they've definitely made a lot of strides in terms of accomplishing that mission. There's still a long way to go societally before we become more inclusive in tech for not just people of color, but specifically women of color, and particularly black women. We got to get more of them in technology so that the tech that we all use gets influenced by people of as many backgrounds as possible, because I think that helps shape the experiences of the tech that we use. Anyway, Black Girls Code. I definitely support the mission of Black Girls Code. And I wish them all of the success in the world because the world will be a better place if we have more women of color, particularly black women, in tech. But yeah, I mean, that's what I wanted to say about that. And then next up we have Rainway, which was co-founded by Andrew Sampson. And Rainway is a platform where you can stream your Windows 10 games on your mobile device in a web browser or on a smart TV. So think of it as Steam Link, but it instead of only being locked to the Steam storefront, you also have access to Epic Games and EA and Ubisoft and things like that. GOG itch.io, whatever PC storefronts that you have, and you can access them on your mobile device in a web browser. 
smart TV, so you can play your PC games pretty much anywhere. So I think that's a really awesome concept. And once I get a powerful enough PC of my own to run some PC games, Rainway would definitely be a product that's on my radar at that point. I mean, right now, I may not use it because I don't have a powerful enough PC, but later on down the line, I could totally see myself using that. But yeah, Rainway, definitely check it out if you haven't already. But next up, we have Guapcoin, and that company was founded by, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Tavania Evans, or is it Tavonia? I, I don't know, again. And I'm extremely sorry if I'm butchering your name. But but Guapcoin is a cryptocurrency created to amplify the economic voice of the black community. And so I think that that's pretty awesome to see that there's a cryptocurrency created by a black person for black people. And with the recent interest in cryptocurrencies, thanks to Elon Musk and everyone else and Dogecoin and stuff like that, you may want to get some crypto that actually may make a difference in your community if you happen to be a black person. Or even if you're not and you just want to help bring money into the black community, I think Guapcoin may be a good way to do that. But of course, this is not a financial advice podcast, so take my words with a grain of salt. I'm not responsible for any financial troubles that you may have from taking advice from this podcast. So fair warning, but yeah, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, buy some crypto, but if you want to at least check it out. I'll have a link in the show notes for you to do that, as well as all of the tech companies that I've mentioned in the segment. But last but not least, we have Calendly. And Calendly was founded by Tope Awotona. And hopefully I pronounced that name right. And if I didn't, I apologize. But Calendly is a scheduling software which aims to save time, accelerate sales, and improve service quality. So... Basically, instead of trading emails to find out what time to schedule appointments, Calendly does that for you. So I think that's really awesome. And it's something that you don't really think about too much. But when you do think about it, it saves you quite a lot of time. Or when you do think about it, you do spend a lot of time trading emails. Could take days for some people, could take hours, but Calendly, it seems like it reduces that time frame down significantly. So I think that's awesome. And I know a lot of people could definitely get use out of that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Let me know what you think of any of the companies that I talked about in this segment. I will have links in the show notes right below that subscribe or follow button, depending on which platform you're on. And we can continue the conversation there. Also, let me know of any other black tech companies. Definitely let me know. But that's going to do it for this topic. 
Up next, we'll be getting into games with black representation. The Cells and Circuits podcast will be right back. Are you a small business looking for a financial platform to do business on? Check out Payment, the first black-owned financial platform where you can do things like sending invoices, accepting payments, and more features will be added in the future. If you watch Trigger Warning with Killer Mike on Netflix, you know that money stays within the black community for an average of six hours compared to the days and sometimes weeks that other communities get. So if you want to bring or keep money in the black community, join Payment, that's P-E-Y-M-Y-N-T, at the affiliate link in the show notes today. Hey, Cells and Circuits listeners. Want to support the show without having to buy any merch? Well, you can do that by buying us a coffee. All it takes is just one U.S. dollar to help support the show. So click the link in the show notes or go to ko-fi.com slash Cells and Circuits to help make the Cells and Circuits podcast a better show for you. All right, so last up, we're going to talk about games with black representation. So in this segment, I'm going to talk about games that have either black characters or have customization options for black people in those games. So I will have links where you can find these games in the show notes right below that subscribe or follow button, depending on which platform you're on. And yeah, let's do this. So first up is Spiritfarer, where you play Estella, who is a black girl who has to guide spirits to their resting place after they die. Which you you would think that with a premise like that, it would be a pretty gruesome game, but it's not. It's a pretty relaxing game, so no combat whatsoever. And yeah, I mean, it's a great game to just relax to, a de-stress, and it's a game that deals with a very uh, hard concept, but does it in a pretty respectful way, so... I commend Thunder Lotus Games for making that game. And yeah, I mean, if you want to find Spiritfarer, you can find it on Windows 10, Mac OS, Linux, the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. No mention of an Amazon Luna release, but we may see that in the future. Who knows? But anyway, let's get into the next game. And this game is one that I actually just recently started playing at the time of this recording. It was one that I started playing a few days ago, and that's Dandara, which is based on the the life of the historical figure of the same name from Brazil, who also happens to be black. So it is pretty nice to see. There aren't really that many games that deal with black historical figures. 
So it's nice to see that in a video game. And yeah, I mean, Dondara is pretty readily available. You can find the game on iOS, Android, Windows 10, Mac OS, Linux, the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. At the time of this recording, there is no word on any cloud platform releases like Google Stadia and Amazon Luna. So, yeah, I mean, pretty good game. Highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't already. But from this point forward for the rest of the segment, we're going to get into platform exclusive games that you may not have heard of and particularly because of the platform that they're on and if you've listened to this podcast before you probably know where i'm going with this but let's begin with orcs must die 3 so orcs must die 3 is a tower defense game where you have to defend rifts from hordes of orcs so i mean personally tower defense games aren't really my jam but A lot of people do seem to enjoy them, so that's pretty great. And the male main character, Egan, is black. And he's voiced by Gabe Kunda, who has previously done voices on shows like My Hero Academia and Decadence. So, and he's also voiced trailers for shows like The Mandalorian and WandaVision and so many movies so he has a pretty great voice and his performance is also pretty great so I kind of wish I had included him in the animation segment from earlier in the episode but hopefully this kind of makes up for it (laughs) but anyway yeah So, Orcs Must Die 3, a lot of people enjoyed that game, or at least a lot of people who actually played it enjoyed it, but yeah, if you want to play Orcs Must Die 3, right now it's currently available only on Google Stadia, so I'll have a link below to where you can purchase the game, and yeah, let's move on to the next one, which is Krata. So Krata is a game creation platform where you can create games for yourself and others to play as well as playing games that other people have created. The game has pretty great black character customization options. You have hairstyles like Bantu knots and afros and stuff like that that you can customize the colors of and and things like that. But also, Krata has a Black Creators Prize Fund in which you can win up to $6,000, or if my info is correct. So, yeah, I mean, and it's a monthly program. So, if you want to win that prize money, get to creating the games in Krata. And yeah, so even though. Krata is at the time of this recording an exclusive. It will be branching out very soon. So right now, Krata is currently available only on Google Stadia, though a Windows 10 version of the game will be available on the Epic Game Store starting March 
10th. So definitely go and check it out and play, create, and create games. And if you're a black creator, definitely enter the Black Creators Prize Fund so you could get a chance to win some money for yourself. But yeah. And then last but not least is Gunsport. And Gunsport is a volleyball shooter kind of game. Kind of like Windjammers, but, you know, instead of throwing, you're shooting the ball. And it takes place in an alternate future where disputes are settled on the court and not in the court, if that makes sense. (laughs) I try to make a one-liner out of that. Let me know how I did. Anyway, but the reason why I included Gunsport in this list is because three of the ten playable characters are black. Two of which are on Team Congo, and one of which is on Team Oakland. So, if you haven't checked out Gunsport, it is definitely a gem, and it is reminiscent of early 90s pixel kinds of games. And I highly recommend checking it out because it is an awesome game. And Gunsport, at the time of this recording, is currently available only on Google Stadia. Of course, there may be plans to release it on other platforms, but at the time, we don't know what those plans are. But I will definitely share them when they do come out. But yeah, that about wraps it up for this topic. Let me know what you think of any of the games that I mentioned. Do you have some other games in mind that have some pretty good black representation in them? Definitely let me know on social media or on Discord and we can continue the conversation there. But yeah, that is going to do it for this topic and this episode thank you so much for listening to the cells and circuits podcast the place for tunes tech and where they intersect let me know what you think of any of the topics discussed on social media or on discord via the flow page link in the show notes if you like this content share it on social media and give it a review to help more people find it If you want to see even more content just like this, consider supporting Cells and Circuits on Coffee or visiting the Cells and Circuits shop. The Cells and Circuits podcast was written, produced, and edited by me, Chibeze Anapur. Our intro, outro, and transition music was made by Tiffy3. That'll do it for this episode. So until next time, I'm Chibeze signing off.